the best Tuesday ever. <laughs> it has been a great day here. I've had a great morning so far. Also, I look like it's cold outside, like wearing a jacket and a long sleeve shirt. It's really not that cold, but I am Pastor Nicole somewhere is, is not happy with this statement, but I really like cold weather clothes more. So I'm getting my last use out of them. That's more information than you probably needed about why I'm wearing what I'm wearing. But just in case you're wondering how cold it is, not at all. <laughs> if you're just now hopping on, make sure that you drop in the comments, hello, so that we can say hello back to you. We're just really excited to have you here with us today. And I, I want to say hi to some people. If you say hi to me, I can say hi to you. So I see Buddy Crabtree. Buddy, I'm so excited for you and Serena to get here. Just get here soon. I see Holly. Holly says hi. And I think that's the hugging emoji. I, I don't know if it is because I don't, I don't think I've ever used that before. But if it is, I'm sending you a hug back. If it's not a hug one, you're getting one anyway. So there's that. Uh, hi, Johnny. Hello. <laughs> and then Pastor Nicole says, Rachel, Nicole, and Luke-ish are walking, are watching. That's probably accurate. Luke is probably like bouncing somewhere through the house or playing with the dog. <laughs> and then Natalie says, hello, watching from home. Mr. Chris says, hello from Indian Trail. Y'all are just, you're chatty today. I love it. <laughs> I like chatting with you guys. So what are you doing today? What are you up to on your Tuesday? I'm here at the church. We have a full day of stuff planned out and I'm excited for it. Also, this has nothing to do with this broadcast, but... For those of you that watched uh, Friday's Truth Talk uh, party that we had, I know Pastor talked about it last week, and we forgot to say it yesterday, but thank you so much for watching our Truth Talk live party. It was really fun, and if you've ever wanted to see me, Abigail, and Marky smash an egg over the top of our head, you can go watch the replay. <laughs> but in case you missed it, Truth Talk is actually moving days. We normally broadcast on Fridays, but we are moving days to today. 
So today at 4 p.m., we have a brand new episode of Truth Talk coming out. You can watch that here on the Brian and Nicole What's Right Facebook page. You can watch it on the Brian Wright YouTube channel. Or you can watch it on the Truth Talk Facebook page. So we have a couple places for you to watch it. So thank you for everybody who has. And remember, if you're just now hopping on, make sure that you say hello so I can say hello back to you. If you're on YouTube, we'll say hello to you in just a little bit. Um, I can only see Facebook right now. I don't have multi-platforms going on my phone. Um, but it is that time. It is Meme Tuesday. And I have my top three memes of the day plus a Barrett humor meme. So I don't know if any of you appreciate the Barrett humor ones, but really they're just there for me. So <laughs> let's play our top three memes of the day. <laughs> the hills are closed. <laughs> oh, poor Julie. <laughs> Anyone else starting to get a tan from the light in your refrigerator? <laughs> I don't, honestly, I don't know anybody who stands in front of the refrigerator that long. I'm normally an in, an in and out sort of person. Like, I, I know what I'm doing. Marky's looking at me from the sound booth. So I'd, I'm wondering if Marky is that way. Marky is that way. She is, she's the person that gets a tan from the refrigerator. That's, that's good to know. <laughs> oh, this one made me laugh so hard because I feel this one. <laughs> Y'all making these TikTok videos but couldn't make a PowerPoint in school? Guys, oh, I felt that one so hard. <laughs> I've, I, I don't know how to use PowerPoint. But all the, tick, cut back to me for a second, just for a sec. TikTok videos, like I feel like whoever has stock in TikTok, <laughs> that rhymed, probably is like through the roof right now because I don't know of any platform that's gotten more action during the Rona than TikTok. There's been a ton of it. <laughs> okay, this last meme is your Barrett humor meme for the day. And this one makes me, <laughs> just seeing the picture. <laughs> oh, an Indian dude blows into a weird pipe, a snake. Do, 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 It made me think of Aladdin every time. <laughs> oh, the polar bear. Oh, so I hope you understand my sense of humor a little better now. <laughs> but let's see who has said hello. Um, Raya. Hi, Raya. For everybody who doesn't know whose name I'm basically screaming in the microphone, Rhea was my very first best friend I ever had. She and I were best friends all from, like, what were we, like, four from, like, preschool all the way through middle school. She is sweet. She's watching from Maine. That's awesome. Hey, Rhea, it's so good to have you. Um, and then I see... <laughs> uh, David Jenkins says blessings, and Becca Beard is laughing at me. Rhea's also laughing at me. <laughs> Jade says, hola, chicoletta. Did I say that word right? Chicoletta? <laughs> I've never heard that word before. <laughs> I also see Mr. Michael Braswell. He just hopped on. Y'all make sure that you share today's broadcast. So we like engagement, so you commenting and chatting along, that's great. Make sure that you do that through the broadcast. And if you have questions about anything, Pastor Brian is 
great with answering questions. And if we don't get to your questions on the broadcast, we will send you a message if you have them. We'll answer them as best we can. So if you have questions or comments or testimonies, you know, if there's something that the Lord has done through the broadcast, we actually got a testimony last week, I'm pretty sure. It was last week or the week before, but we found out that somebody was led to the Lord through the broadcast. What, what an amazing thing that somebody who gets to spend eternity with Jesus because they watched this broadcast. And we want more people to watch the broadcast so that they can know Jesus better because that's the whole point. Souls is the whole point of what we do. So share the broadcast so that everybody you know can watch it, receive from it. Pastor wants me to keep talking, so I'm going to keep talking. I want to see who else is on. Um, <laughs> Becca says, I always find animals dancing or doing things people do is funny. Accurate. Accurate. Jade says, me too. <laughs> Becca and Jade are having a conversation right now about Paw Patrol. <laughs> but no, you know, that's while while y'all are chatting, just for a second, you know, I think it's really easy to see a broadcast and we watch it and sometimes forget to share it or talk about it. But I know for me, there have been so many like mic drop moments in our daily broadcast that we do when we were just doing Wednesdays and our Wednesday broadcast. And people need to hear it. Not because, you know, Pastor Brian is the end all be all, not because I'm some holy roller, but because the word of the Lord produces life and life in abundance. And in the midst of a world that looks like darkness. Like you turn on the news, you turn on the television, you go out in Walmart, and it looks like it could be scary. In the midst of a darkened world, what the world needs is light to be shined. And that's what these are doing. That's what these broadcasts are doing. Social media is one of the, oh my goodness, social media has been lit up since Corona happened. And what do people need to see more of? Do they need to see more like arguing on Facebook statuses or do they need answers? They need answers. And that's what this broadcast does. That's what all these broadcasts do. So make sure that you take the time to share the broadcast so that way someone who needs to hear the good news that Jesus' life and life in abundance, that he brings hope and a future and he is good and he has good plans for them, they can get connected. That's part of being a minister of reconciliation. It's bringing somebody who needs to hear hope and connecting them to the God who brings hope. And that's, that's what our job is. So make sure that you share the broadcast. And now let's tune back in to see who's on. <gasps> Meredith Fowley. Oh, my goodness. It's like a high school reunion for me on the broadcast. I'll see what y'all are saying. But Meredith was my guidance counselor my senior year of high school. And she probably has many a jewel in heaven that's been laid up for her for dealing with me. So, Meredith, you are so welcome for getting you that extra tiara. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Pastor Nicole says that Phil Honeycutt and Bella are watching on YouTube. Mr. Phil, Bella, we love y'all. Thank you for being here. So as you are hopping on, we're just really excited to have you. Kevin Nowicki, good afternoon, Boomerang family. Hello, Kevin. It's so good to have you. My goodness. Today we are going to be continuing on with our series. You know, yesterday went a little bit of a different direction. I'm more 
reined in today. <laughs> I'm less um, giggly than I was yesterday. But the Holy Spirit took it in a little bit of a different direction yesterday. But it was still a part of the man who would be king. You know, kings need to know how to control the flesh. Kings need to know how to put on the new man. So even though yesterday was different and there was lots of laughter, lots of it at my expense, <laughs> It was still a part of the series. But today when Pastor Brian, um, when we cut to him, he is going to be continuing on with part six. Um, I think it's the third or fourth part of our shepherd um, portion of it. But it's been so good. If you have gotten something out of this series so far, will you write it in the comments? Because what you get out of it, you know, we do life groups here at the church. And when we first started life groups, we would do notes based on our um, sermon from Sunday. And what every person got out of Sunday often was so very different from each other's. So will you write down one main thing that has stuck out to you through this series? And we'll read them together. You know, for me, I think I've said it before, but I have a heart to just be the best servant I can be. I don't, I don't want to get to heaven someday and and not hear well done. I want to hear well done. And so with that part, this whole series has been how to do that even higher, how to produce for the Lord even more. So it's so important. It's been great and challenging. Pastor Nicole says, good afternoon. Challenging in a good way. My husband is watching. Hello, George W. Nauer. It is so good to see you on the broadcast. Well, it's so good to see you seeing me see you on the broadcast. You, me, me, you, you, me. <laughs> and we said it yesterday, as y'all are writing your comments right now. We said it yesterday, but if you can, take a picture of yourself today watching the broadcast. Um, if you can do it, we're like, you take a selfie and we're in the background. And we'll post them together because really, this isn't just... Pastor Brian or Barrett or Pastor Nicole or Paul, this is family. Like Kevin said earlier, hello, Boomerang fam. This is a What's Right fam too. And you guys are very much a part of it. You make the broadcast what it is through your faith, through your expectancy, through being here with us. We could do broadcasts, but they'd serve really no point if you weren't here with us. So take a picture with us today with your lunch, and we'll see if we can put them up on the broadcast maybe tomorrow or Thursday, something like that. Pastor Nicole says, hello, Jorge. Pastor Nicole has been on the money with commenting. <laughs> she is clearly near her computer. She has at her house right now a mega computer set up. It's like a great big giant computer, and then her other computer monitor, it's, it's like mega desk, but mega computer. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's it's pretty, pretty sweet setup for her for sure. I see that we have quite a few people watching on Facebook. Again, drop in the comments, tell us who you are and where you're watching from. I don't know if y'all are like sneaking this at your work and you can't type, but like Morse code that somehow. Like <laughs> dot space space dot like Morse whatever you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Pastor's so here. I have uh some interesting news, something I was just working on, it just opened up possibly, is that uh, we may, it may be live now, I'm not sure, but uh, you can try hashtag donate. Yeah. So it may be live, so if you'd like to donate, I need some people to try it out, so it might have to wait till the next broadcast, I'm not sure. 
But if they donate, um, they can do it on Facebook and Twitter now. I'm, I'm trying way. right now. Are you? I am. <laughs> I'll give right now. <laughs> Buddy typed out Morse code. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. See if we can do that. George says, hola, buenos dias. Hello. <gasps> it worked. It did? It did. That's awesome. awesome. I am going to donate because I just said I would, so that's my word. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it right You're now. You're going to uphold your word. I am. I have no issue sewing. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> so what have you, uh, I haven't seen all the comments. I actually, I had, a, I had to handle a, a technical kind of emergency right as I was walking in the door, so I apologize. But uh, anyway, so what, is, what have you seen so far in The Man That Would Be King that's been a big, uh, a big deal to you? What have you seen that said, you know what, this has changed me. We'd like to hear from you. Drop it in the comments real quick. And uh, let's take a look at that. So I'm trying very much to not be distracted and, and sew. I'm going to have to sew later because I want to, <laughs> but it's making me log in. So <laughs> I stopped being engaged for a moment. Yeah, I understand. I understand. So let's see what uh, people have written. You read them out if you see them. <laughs> Kevin says, how do you do a Morse code hashtag? <laughs> hashtag dot, 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 dash, dot, dot, maybe. Hashtag dot, dot, dot. Pastor Nicole sent us a picture of her, of she and EO watching the broadcast. I love it. She's on it right then. Awesome. We'll have to share these. Holly says that for her, something that has stuck out is the importance of hunger and humility. Hey, it worked. It did work. I see it working. Right? It's exciting. <laughs> that is. We've been, I've actually been working on that for a while, and it just came through right before I got here. Uh, so that's awesome. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, buddy, for donating. And uh, all of the donations, they'll go uh, straight to Boomerang Church and uh, to what we're doing. Uh, what we will do is we will uh, separate it a little bit from what's taken up on what's right versus what's on the Boomerang Church. Uh, but praise God, we're able to yeah. use that and do that now. It worked uh, quickly. And it all goes to souls, whether it's boomerang, yeah. whether it's what's right. The heart of both of those things are souls. So whether it's directly here on a Sunday morning or something that we do through the what's right ministry, it's all souls. So every dollar you spend goes directly to that. And what's been neat with some of our bigger events that we've done, you know, do you remember how much per soul it was for Boomfest? Do you remember? Uh, it was just under seven dollars. And yeah, that was so, like for a bigger event. Yeah, for it was just under seven dollars per soul. So in other words, when people gave, yeah. uh, it was giving straight to that because it's good to find places that actually know how to spend money wisely. They're yeah. good stewards of the money that the Lord sends them. And um, you know, your average church wins uh, less than two souls per year on a hundred thousand dollar budget. That's the average church in America. So you're talking about $50,000 per soul, um, and you have to, I mean, at some point you have to question, why are you even, why are you even open? Yeah. Um, if you can't, if you can't win souls and make disciples for less than that, yeah. you know, you have to, you have to look at it like that. So when we did Boomfest, uh, we had over, the budget that first year was about $7,000, yeah. uh, right at $7,000, and we had over... 
thousand. It was a thousand, like a thousand and sixty people come to the Lord, yeah. and that was minimum numbers. That was us being conservative, so it was less than seven dollars a person. Yeah. And uh, so praise God. Well, it's good to find people that know how to use money wisely. So. Well, in the ministry here, you know, I don't know how many of you know this, uh, but in in our vision that we have, you know, Boomerang Church is a house of love, prayer, living in abundance, winning souls. And what's right? It's not Boomerang, but you know, it's they they help they help each other out. Boomerang has a vision of winning twenty million souls to Jesus in twenty years. You know, what's right is a part of that. So as we, as you're sowing into ground, that's heart is souls. And we're doing it for less than like $10 a soul and looking to do it even bigger for less money. Like that's, that's all directly a soul. And think of it this way. Would you rather go to Chick-fil-A and spend $10 on a meal that you're going to end up getting out of your system by the end of the day or would you rather invest that ten dollars into somebody who's going to get to know Jesus and spend eternity with him you know it's it's not a hard thing to decide when you decide to make souls the priority it's not it's 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 exciting and this is good ground to sow into for sure amen I'm not an advertisement for that I just I believe it <laughs> I uh so one thing you know, for people that are watching on YouTube, the hashtag donate only works over on Facebook. But uh, it is important. You know, yeah. fruit, souls is supposed to be a fruit. And you want, you know, we're winning souls in multiple ways all over the world, uh, truthfully. And, uh, but I'm really happy that we have that ability now to do that. That's really a blessing. Makes it so, easy. Yeah, yeah, it really does on Facebook. It makes it a lot easier. And that's pretty good. Actually, when you give over on uh, YouTube, they have like the super chat or something yeah. like that uh jonathan said the other day uh they they get like 30 percent of that holy moly um so it's a lot better if you do uh hashtag donate on facebook or you do just go to givebc.org either one but anyway it's it, the whole this is not about donate i'm just mm -hmm. excited to have it it makes it so much easier for people and you're welcome Basically, from now on, on the What's Right page or on the Boomerang page, you can put uh, in other ones that we have their ministry pages, you can put hashtag donate and give right there. So it's, I use it all the time with different ministries, and it's so easy to give. So anyway, uh, we welcome, did anybody put, okay, Holly said uh, what she's gotten out of the uh, messages is, the reminder of the importance of hunger and humility. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Becca said the same thing. That okay. humility stuck out to her, that it brought every blessing. Yes, it does. It's so important. And uh, uh, Arabella, Arabella says something that stuck out to her was the obedience that Pastor was talking about. That's awesome. Hey, Justin Ball, I didn't see you log on, but praise God. Good to see you, man. And how awesome is that with Arabella? Arabella's a teenager. Like yeah. she's she's in eighth grade, and yet the Lord's still speaking to her. This yeah. isn't for just yeah. parents or adults. Like your kids can glean something from this too, and That's they're picking exactly up more than right. what you realize for That's sure. That's exactly right. Sharla, hello, good to see you. Uh, amen. That's awesome. Um, so we welcome you. And uh, do you have anything else? Nope. <laughs> Praise God. Let's. Jump right in. Let's turn to 1 Samuel chapter 17. So we heard about the challenge of Goliath, and then we see where David is accepting the challenge in verse 31. 
Uh, let's go back to uh, verse 26. Then David spoke to the men who were standing by him, saying, What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach of Israel? For who is this uncircumcised uh, Philistine? Or who is this Philistine, this man, that has no covenant? Who is this man? And he says, that he should taunt the armies of the living God? <laughs> kind of like, are you kidding me? Why are we allowing this to happen? And uh, what we ended up talking about the other day was that it's important what you're filled up with. You need to have a revelation of your covenant with your loving Father. Because covenant people and people that have a revelation of a covenant between themselves and God, when a lack of covenant comes on the scene, when the curse comes on the scene, when sickness and disease or uh, a threat comes on the scene, immediately somebody who has revelation of that covenant and they have it truly in their heart and they're filled up and overflowing with it, covenant will come out of them. This is what's coming out of David, which is why God could say, God could give the testimony. This is why God could give the testimony about David. This is a man after my heart who will do all of my will. This is a man after my heart. And so we need to have a revelation of covenant. And so for the person who would be king, for the, man, the men and women who would be king, who would be CEOs, who would be leaders, who would be supervisors, who would be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, ministers, who would be the Sunday school teacher, who would be the elders at a church, who the person who would be a servant, a servant leader, anybody who's going to lead on any level, they need to be covenant-minded people because they, out of that covenant, the blessing of God will flow. Out of that covenant, the blessing of God will flow. Yeah, buddy, put on there. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. In uh, another verse says, my people are gone into captivity for a lack of understanding. In other words, if we don't know who we are in God, if we don't know that we're covenant people, then we instantly place ourselves in the position of being destroyed and put into captivity. We don't want to be there, but in order to do that, we must make sure, we must make sure that we grow in our knowledge of our covenant with our loving Father. Do we grow in our knowledge of our adoption into the kingdom of God? We must grow in this. All right, so, and you see this in David. This is part of what made him the great king, is he understood covenant with the Father. You can see it right there in that uh, uh, 1 Samuel 17, 26. So now, when he's talking like this, it gets the attention of people. One of the things that we've talked about is, what are you full of? Um, so, for example, not too long ago, I heard somebody talking about, you know, when you squeeze an orange, you get orange juice. Right? If you squeeze an orange, you're going to get orange juice. What that orange is full of is what's going to come out when pressure is applied to it. Right? What are you full of? You've got, we must make sure that we are filled up with the goodness and the knowledge and the revelation of God. We must make sure that we are filled up with goodness and knowledge and revelation with God. We must make sure of it. If we're not, 
uh, if we're not filled up with that, then when the pressure comes, uh, other things will come out like fear, like trembling, like uh, being finding our source in anything other than God. Uh, we'll, we'll run to everything but God first, but when we're filled up with God, knowledge of Him, uh, knowledge and revelation of His covenant, that's what will come out. So when the pressure's here, when, you know, David's not even a soldier in, in the battle. He's not even in the battle. But when the pressure of a taunting from an uncircumcised guy without covenant taunts the people of God, it put pressure on David's spirit. And what came out of his spirit was, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who taunts the armies of the living God? In other words, who is he to taunt? He has no covenant. He has no a covenant with God Almighty. Who is he? All right, so let's look at verse 31. See, when you become a covenant person and a covenant-minded person and filled with the revelation of a covenant with your loving Father, with a loving God through Jesus Christ, it gets the attention of people. Uh, you know, some people it's not a good attention. And the Bible talks about that, you know. But then, I'll tell you who it does get the attention of, God. It does get the attention of God. And uh, he's looking for someone whose heart is pure towards him. And so God is looking for people who will say, I'll be your covenant person. I'll be filled up with knowledge of you. So let's look at verse 31. When the words which David spoke were heard, they, they told them the words to Saul, King Saul. And King Saul sent for David. Verse 32. David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail on account of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. <clears throat> Hear that. See, more is coming out of David. Let no man's heart fail on account of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. You, is David going with the thought of, I'm going to lose? No. He's saying, because I have covenant, I can't lose against this guy. He says, matter of fact, now watch what's coming out of David. Matter of fact, tell all your guys to relax. This is a boy. <laughs> this is a boy, and which really gets under the skin of Goliath later. This is a boy, not a man, but yet this speech, hey, tell all the soldiers, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. What's coming out of him? So the person that would be a leader, they have a confidence in God. They have a confidence in who the Lord is. All right, uh, verse 32, or excuse me, he, verse 33. Then Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him? For you are but a youth, and he's been a warrior from his youth. You're not able to go against him? Know that for the person that will be a leader, know that there's going to be people, even people on your side, on your team, who will try to discourage you out of the confidence of covenant relationship with the Father. There will be people that will try to discourage you. 34, but David said to Saul, your servant was tending his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I went out after him and attacked him and rescued it from his mouth 
And when he rose up against me, I seized him by the beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. If that was in the south, it'd be killed. Your servant has killed the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Since he has taunted the armies of the living God. And David said, the Lord who delivered me. Now hear this. Now he's confessing. Now he's confessing. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear. He will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and may the Lord be with you. In other words, this guy that told him he can't go, now all of a sudden he's spoken and David speaks with a confidence out of his covenant and, and King Saul says, go, may the Lord be with you. In other words, he picked up on that confidence. He also saw he wasn't going to uh, change his mind. But I want to show you a couple of things that David did here. All right, so number one, watch this. Let's go to, I think it's 1 Samuel chapter 30. Yes, 1 Samuel 30 and verse 6. And here the people were wanting to stone David. But at the end of verse 6 it says this, 1 Samuel 30 verse 6. It says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Now a couple of weeks ago we did a... Uh, we did a whole broadcast on capture and encourage. In other words, when, when a thought comes at you that is contrary to the victory found in the promises and the character and nature of Jesus, capture the thought. So the person who would be king, the person who would be a leader, must capture thoughts that are contrary to the promises and the character and nature of God. Now, in order to capture a thought, You've got to know what those promises are. So a person who would be a leader also is well studied in the promises and the character and nature of God. In other words, they're well studied in the word. All right. So they've given themselves, they've studied to show themselves approved. But the next thing is they know how to encourage themselves in the Lord. So what you see here is that Samuel, I mean King Saul said a word against David, you're not going to be able to take out this guy. You're a boy. This guy's been training to be a warrior since he was a boy. You're not going to be, and, you know, he didn't even mention, like, he's nine feet tall, you know. So he didn't have to. He, this was already a fact, trying to supersede truth, right? But David had a truth. I'm in covenant with God Almighty. He took the thought captive, right, and then he encouraged himself in the Lord. How did he encourage himself? Let's go to Romans, and I believe it is chapter 5. So 1 Samuel 30, verse 6 was the one. I didn't see anybody put it up there. 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. And now I believe it is Romans 5. Hold on, I'll tell you for a fact. Yes, so here one of the things that it's saying in Romans uh, chapter 5 is this, that when we have stood in faith in God, you see this, uh, that verse 3, Romans 5, 3, 
And not only this, but we exalt in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. And we, we're not exalting in the problem, we're exalting knowing that we're going through the problem. We know that we're going through the problem. And then he says, but the problem, all it's going to do is it's going to strengthen my perseverance. I'm going to give, I'm going to give myself to the Lord and having done, I'll stand and I'll grow in my perseverance. And when I grow, watch this, when I grow in my perseverance, my character will then grow. I'll start to prove character and proven character will give me hope. Uh, once I know that character I can stand in this, then I can know that I have a joy, a confidence, and an expectation. My hope grows, and hope, when I apply hope on God, it does not disappoint. Verse 5, so Romans 5, 3 through 5. So hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. In other words, one of the things that we see is that when we go through these things, we see that, hey, we've done this before. And every time we go through a situation, we, we can now think back on that victory. We can relive it. Do you remember the last time I was in tribulation? I stood, and when I stood, character increased. And when character increased, my joy and confidence increased. And joy and confidence and expectation, hope will not disappoint when I put it in God. In other words, what David is doing here is he's immediately reliving. He's immediately reliving the victories that God gave him in the past. What is he doing? He's taking the thought captive and he's encouraging himself in that if God brought me out of the hand of the lion and the bear, he'll bring me out of the hand of this uncircumcised Philistine. He'll bring me out of the hand of this guy toning the armies of God who has no covenant, who has no promise from God Almighty. He, he doesn't stand a chance because I have a covenant. All right, now the other thing he does, let's look at this, verse 37. And David said, and David said, let's go to Joshua chapter 1. Glory to God. Joshua chapter 1. Oop, I need to be going backwards. I was going forward. Deuteronomy, Joshua 1. All right, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. And listen, hear that. This book of the law, these promises, these things of God, they should not depart from your mouth. They should never leave your mouth. And then it says this, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Meditate here means to murmur. In other words, it means to speak it out. You should speak the character of God, the nature of God, the promises of God, the goodness of God, day and night, what would happen? So that you may be careful to do all, do according to all that is written in it. For when you do this, for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have success. Can you see that if people will not capture the thoughts and encourage themselves and speak the word of God, they will not be as prosperous as others who do. This is why the Lord gave us this promise. So now let's go to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19. 
one of my favorite pieces of revelation. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. You know, I always, when I read this in the English, I've thought, well, I don't like that. I don't want heaven and earth to witness against me. And uh, that always bothered me. And I didn't understand it in my mind. So eventually I got to the place where I was like, Lord, something, the way I'm reading this is not right. What, what does that mean? All right, let's read the rest of it though. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants. I'm going to give you the very short version of this so that we can move on. David, when he was faced with a challenge, the person who would be king, they captured their thoughts. They, he encouraged himself. And how did he encourage himself? Number one, he remembered past victories at the hand of the Lord. Number two, he spoke the promises and the character and nature of God. He remembered the victories of the past, one. Two, he spoke. He spoke just like Mark 11 tells us to do. When we're in faith, we speak. So here's what he says right here. Watch this. Uh, Deuteronomy 30, 19. God is calling, listen to this, heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants. So now what are we watching here? Think about a courtroom, okay? In this courtroom, you have the judge, and you have a plaintiff, and you have a defendant, right? And so in front of this judge are the ones who will witness and testify to the choice that was made. So God says to us, he says to us, I call heaven and earth to witness or to give testimony to the choice that you make. And I'm setting in front of you the choice of life and death. And if you don't know which choice to take, choose life. All right, well, how do we choose life? Go over to Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18. This is such a powerful point. I hope there's a whole bunch of people watching and listening because this will change your life. Proverbs 18, verse 20 and 21. With the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach will be satisfied. He will be, hear this, God saying, he will be satisfied with the product of his lips. So what his lips speak, he will be satisfied with or not based off of what he speaks. If he speaks death, He'll get death. If he speaks life, he'll get life. But he'll be satisfied. In other words, he will take in what he, what he speaks. 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Put that in the comments. Death and life are in the power of my tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Those who love it will eat its fruit. So what did David do? The person who would be king. He says he saw the contrary thought that tried to raise itself above like 2 Corinthians 5, 
tried to raise itself. Is it 5 or 10? 2 Corinthians 10, 5 or 5, 10. Anyway, it says, he took the thought obedient. Grabbed that thought and made it captive. I think it's 10, 5. And so he took that thought, said, this is contrary. There's a thought that's telling me that me and my God are going to lose. I know that is not that thought. That thought's trying to raise itself above. Surely you won't win. But then he says, no, I have covenant with God. I'm going to take that thought captive, casting down imaginations, and bring it into the obedience of who God is. Now, now that I've taken that thought captive, I'm going to encourage myself. How am I encouraging myself? I'm going to remember the victories of the past, the lion, the bear. Lord, you brought me through there. You will bring me through this uncircumcised Philistine. Not only that, and now I'm going to speak. How did he encourage himself? You start speaking the word of the Lord. I'm just me speaking it right now. I can feel the anointing flood, the atmosphere. I'm being encouraged. I'm being strengthened even while I'm speaking this about David you start speaking death and life are in the power of the tongue so David starts declaring he starts declaring right here I listen read it again verse 37 the Lord so now he told the story about the lion and the bear but now he's making a declaration he's making a confession and when he speaks this there's a there's a prophetic power on that word and he's saying what hear it in his voice hear it in his speech the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear he will he will put that in the comments hashtag he will he will he will Uh, I'll remind you of 2 Corinthians 2 14 thanks be unto God who always is leading you to triumph in Christ and manifesting through you the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. Hear David. See, this is rising up on the inside of his spirit. Now he's prophesying. He's releasing an anointing that God can then... He's, see, when he speaks this, he's choosing life. And now life will enter. I'm going to go back to Deuteronomy in a second. He says, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and may the peace of the Lord be with you. And he spoke so strongly. Now even Saul's like, go. Yeah, you're right. Go. And so what we see here, go back to Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. God's saying this. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you a choice, life and death. The blessing in life and the curse in death. So he says, choose life so that you may live, you and your descendants. And then how does Proverbs say that we make the choice? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, go back to the witness of heaven and earth. In other words, God said, all right, heaven and earth, pay attention. Just watch it. Heaven and earth, pay attention to what this guy makes a choice of, life or death. And heaven and earth says, well, how are we going to know what choice? And God says, you will know by what comes out of his mouth. You will know by what comes out of his mouth. And whatever comes out of it, hear this, here's the power. Whatever comes out of his mouth, I'm telling you already, and God is saying to heaven and God is saying to earth. Heaven represents the spiritual authority and earth represents the place of manifestation. Heaven, back it up. Earth, testify, manifest 
whatever comes out of his mouth. In other words, he says, uh, here's what I want you to do. I was hung up on the word against. He says, basically, to heaven and earth. This is what God says in Deuteronomy 13, 30, verse 90. Here's, here's what he says. Heaven and earth compare what is manifested now against death or life that comes out of this believer's mouth. They're going to make a choice, heaven and earth. He's going to make a choice. She's going to make a choice. And you'll know what it is based off of what they say. And whatever he says, whatever she says, you compare it against what is now. Here's what he said. Here's what's now. And if they're not the same, bring a testimony, bring a witness of the choice that they made. Now read this again. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today or to compare the two testimonies and bring a testimony, bring a witness according to what they choose. That I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life that you may live, you and your descendants. So what you see right here in David is you see David when he gets squeezed with pressure. Covenant comes out of him, right? Covenant comes out of him. And then all of a sudden, there's people that don't understand covenant. you got the whole army still in fear. You have the whole army still in, in fear of Goliath. But covenant comes out of David. And then at this moment, right when covenant comes out, he just keeps on talking. David said, then Saul says, hey, you're not going to win this. So somebody on his own team, on his own side says, no, it's not going to happen. But then... <laughs> glory to God, that covenant stands up on the inside of David again. He's squeezed again, and it comes out. He said, no, that thought that I'm not going to win, and we know from the New Testament, God is always leading us to triumph in Christ. And so we know that that is against the covenant. That's against the promise of God. That's against God's character and nature. That's a thought trying to exalt itself above God's character and nature above his promise. David captures the thought, cast it down, and then he strengthens himself in the Lord, not in the people around him, not in the circumstance, not in the situation. He strengthens himself in the Lord. He captures and encourages himself in the Lord. And how does he encourage himself? He remembers the lion and the bear, God was with me. I killed both of them. You're not stealing my sheep. You're not coming against the flock. You're not coming against the produce. You're not coming against the fruit of a, of a covenant-loving God. Will not happen. Lion, bear, God was with me then. He'll be with me with this giant too. He, he remembers that. He puts himself in remembrance of the victories of the love of God in the past. So that's one way strength. And then he speaks on it. Oh! Oh, who? And the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. See, when somebody understands this, he can even turn the heart and mind of a king. Because he has the heart and mind of a king within him. See, David had the heart and the mind of a king inside of him and when he let that heart and mind come out all of a sudden you saw that he turned the heart and mind of earthly kings there's something powerful here that we need to get a hold of man 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Verse 38. Then Saul clothed David with his garments and put a bronze helmet on his head, and he clothed him with armor. David girded his sword over his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. So David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I've not tested them. And David took them off. Do you understand that had David tried to go out there with Saul's armor, most likely he would have been killed. Here's the reason why. Number one, you, a person who would be king, must understand that they need to have skill in areas before they just go running out there. In other words, you don't go running out there in areas that you've not had success in in the past in that way. You need, it needs to be tested. It need, you don't go face a Goliath with untested armor. You don't go face a Goliath. And what am I saying? You don't wait for coronavirus to get here before you work your faith. You don't wait for it to get here. My dad used to say, and uh, I say it all the time now in church, is that you don't wait till you get into a battle to load the weapon. You have that weapon loaded before you go into battle. You don't walk into a world pandemic having never tested your faith. No, you see that God has given us a command to study our self, to show ourselves approved, to study and show ourselves approved. You see that we are always to put on faith, to grow in faith, to grow in intimacy. These are not things we wait to do until it all goes bad. No, we take the responsibility to be proactive now. Now, if you're just joining, I'll tell you, there, the anointing just poured out just like five minutes ago. You're going to have to wait till it ends to go back. you got to see what we just talked about. But as we go into this, make sure you share the broadcast as well. There's people that you know that need to hear what I'm talking about today because this is the revelation, one of them, that will get them through what they need right now. Share it. All right, so now looking at this, here David, Saul, he's the leader. Understand Saul was David's authority in the world. He represented a government authority. And the government authority was trying to say, don't trust covenant, trust this armor. It doesn't work like that. We're not in a kingdom uh, made of hands. We're in a kingdom of supernatural power. We don't win because of the logistics. We win because of a covenant with our loving father. A supernatural covenant with him. Now, our supernatural covenant with our loving father may tell us to pull up the rock for Moses to sit on and get two guys to help lift your hands. Very logical, physical things. But we're not listening to what the world says. We're listening to what our covenant father says. We're listening to him. In him, we live and move and have our being. At his word, we live and breathe. We live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We live by the word of God, not by the physical logic and worldly philosophies. That's not it. If I, again, uh, Psalms 127, 1 and 2, and if God doesn't build the house, I labor in vain 
that if I try to build it. If God isn't watching the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. If God's not involved, you're already done. Praise God, he's, he's involved. He's there. He's, you know, he will never leave us nor forsake us for those who are in his family. He is there. But we have to understand that it's him that's our supply. It's God that's our protector. It's God that brings our wisdom. It's him that brings life to the full till it overflows. In Jesus, we live and move and have our being, not in anything else. He may tell us to do certain things that make logical sense, but it's not the logical thing and the physical thing that saves us. It's his word. It's in God. I'm telling you, we got to make sure that we put God first, not somebody else's armor. If you want to win, you got to make sure that, number one, I'm hearing from God, not somebody else. Number two, got to make sure that I, this armor is tested I don't just go into it untested. I've got to work on myself, grow myself, grow my faith, grow my hope, grow my love long before I enter into it. Now, if you find yourself in a situation and you have not, you've not grown your faith, you've not grown hope and love, then okay, start today. Don't wait. Don't waste time. Start it today and get serious about it. It's time for the body of Christ to awaken. Listen, this is a real deal life and death stuff that we're dealing with every single day. Quit playing games. We must awaken to the fact that we've got to stop playing games with this book. It's life and death, not only for us, but for people around us. We must understand that it is life and death, and our job is to grow in the love of God. And when we do that, we'll step into the power of a covenant with a loving father. And when we step into the power of a covenant with a loving father, who can stand against you? <laughs> who can stand against you? A thousand will fall on your left, ten thousand on your right. But nothing will come near you. No evil will come near your dwelling. This is a covenant father's response. But we have to understand that God has made his move in Jesus Christ. And now it's our move to put on faith, hope, and love and see the manifestation. He says in Psalms 115, I think it's verse 16, it says, The heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he's given to the sons of men. It's our responsibility as ambassadors of the salt and the light, as ambassadors of, of Jesus Christ, the, the brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ, for us to take the promises of God and apply them and not do it based off of somebody else's logic or somebody else's armor or something that worked for them. No, I, I got to have a relationship and intimacy with my covenant father who loves me so dearly and I've got to hear the word from him and be obedient. I'm, I got to have resolve on this. I can't operate in somebody else's resolve. Here's another thing. And ministers, for the person who would be king, for the person who would be a leader. You can't operate in somebody else's gifting. You can't be, you know, uh, if let's say that you think, you know, minister A is one of the best ministers out there and you want to preach just like them. The moment you try to start preaching just like them, you're messing up. God's given you a unique gifting and that, that minister's armor doesn't fit you. Now, you can receive and absolutely should. 
receive impartation. One of my best friends, uh, Ted Shellsworth Jr., just put out a book called Further Faster. I highly encourage you to look it up. His doctrine is good. His doctrine is solid. He knows the word and he is a man of faith. And he's talking about the importance of impartation. Listen, you get impartation, you'll start acting like them, you'll start sounding like them, but not because you're trying, because what you have received spiritually imparted into you will start to come out because you get full of the blessing. You get full of the gifting that's on their life. You know, I have many times where I'm ministering and you can see certain impartations that I have from different ministers. That's not me trying to act like them. That's not me trying to act like them at all. That's because I've I've been around them and the impartation has come out. Just like Elijah. He had an impartation from Elijah. And Elijah had a gifting to split the water of the Jordan. And so when Elijah goes to heaven and the mantle falls down and Elijah picks up the mantle, he comes over to the Jordan River. Where is the God of Elijah? And what do you see? You see Elisha being Elisha, but he, you see the impartation that he was gifted with because he spent time there. Now, what I want to tell you is this. Don't try to preach slam. Don't try to act like him. Just give yourself to the position where God's told you to be and honor that planting of the Lord. God will get a supernatural Uh, impartation into your life and when that happens when you need it to come out it'll come out and so David could not take another man's gifting of Saul's armor and and think that it was going to work for him I promise you I, I feel convinced with all my heart that had David stepped out there with Saul's armor with he would have died he would have died but he had the wisdom of God that said He said, I can't go with these, verse 39, for I've not tested them, and David took them off. But instead of doing that, verse 40, he took his stick in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook, and put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had, even in his pouch. And his sling was in his hand, and he approached the Philistine. Here he goes, off to beat Goliath. What did he take? The things he had used before. Now, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> oh, man. I want, I want to go on so badly, but I know it's time to stop. There's things in God, in a covenant-loving Father, that will completely change your life. Not only will it change your life, it'll change the life of the people around you. When the voice of Almighty God is heard, As you speak his words in a confidence of a covenant with your loving father, it changes things. In this case, it changed a whole nation. In this case, it broke a bondage. In this case, it broke a fear. In this case, it broke a fear of the king. The king speaking through David changed the heart of the king on the earth. It changed the heart and the mind of the king on the earth. Let the king speak through you. But we must understand that the king is going to have a hard time speaking through us if we don't know what he said. We must study to show ourselves approved. We must work, do the work of the ministry. 
We must grow in faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Romans 4, a, faith, a lack of faith is sin. We must grow in our faith. Don't wait to get in the battle till you load your weapons. Work on it. I'll tell you, it's been one of the most encouraging things to me. I think that some people, it's funny. Oh, my goodness, that's so funny. <laughs> one of the most anointed messages we've had, and people dropped off like flies. I, this is why we need an awakening. It's why we need an awakening. It's amazing. I, people think they don't need a message like this. This is the exact message people need. Anyway, so one of the things that's so important is that we study to show ourselves approved. One of the things that was so encouraging to me going into uh, this coronavirus and into the Rona was the faith that was on the people here at the church. In Boomerang Church, I saw a faith rise up like I have never seen before. And I was sitting there watching these people that have had, they, and why? how could they do that when most of the world is shrinking away? When most of the world is shrinking away, how could they stand and actually, it appears, get stronger? Because when the world wasn't in a crisis, when they didn't have a giant yelling at them across the field, when they didn't have fear mongering going on, the people here, they were working their faith. They were seeking to heal the sick, lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. They were seeking, and instead of running to the medicine cabinet, they were praying, Lord, heal my headache. They, they were working their faith. All right, Lord, I need the finances to come in. I'm asking you, Lord, for this. And they started to see miracles happen. I can remember one story where somebody needed uh, something like $1,000 or something like that. A thousand or twelve hundred dollars had no idea where it was coming from. This just happened in the past year or so. Had no idea where it's coming from. That week that they needed it, like two weeks later, they get a check in the mail, completely unexpected, sixteen hundred bucks. Covers that, the tithe, offering, and a little bit extra. Glory to God. In other words, they had worked their faith. They had stretched their faith. They had disciplined their spirit, man. They were growing. Uh, they were uh, renewing the mind. They were putting down the flesh. And so then when the giant comes on the scene, the Rona comes on the scene and starts fear-mongering all over the world, I saw a people rise. Oh, okay. And watch this. <laughs> I saw covenant people rise up. Now, have we arrived where it's all, everything's fixed? No, we still got room to grow. God's, God's too big to say that we've arrived in everything that he has. He's too big. He's too good. He's, he's too loving. But in this moment, I was so pleased. I saw this group of people that had been studying to show themselves approved stand up in the midst of while everybody else seemed to be running around them. Stand up. This is the kind of people we're called to be. Is that the kind of person that you will be? Will you be the king, the leader, the minister, the servant of God? Will you be his child? The many brothers, brothers and sisters that follow Jesus and as he is, so are we in this world. Will you be that person? Father, right now I just ask that you would move on the hearts that you would touch the hearts of everybody that's hearing this, everybody that's listening. Lord, touch their hearts now in Jesus' name. 
Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Father, for pouring out that supernatural covenant anointing in them that whatever they're facing, they can stare it down and know, who is this outside of the covenant enemy of God that will not stand for me much longer? Who is this enemy of God outside of the covenant that's about to fall? Lord, let that anointing rise up in them. In Jesus' name. If you'll be that person, drop it in the comments. I will be that person. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. I see people giving. That's so funny to see this on here. Uh, we, just got it, we just got it activated today where you can do the hashtag donate and give right in the Facebook account. Over on YouTube, you don't have that option, but on Facebook you do. Thank you all for giving. Uh, thank you so very much. Barrett, I see. Holly Shaver, I saw Buddy earlier. Praise God. Thank you for doing that. Hallelujah. That's a neat little thing that we have uh, brand new. So praise God. Thank you. I will be that person. We love you. Love you. Love you. Does anybody have a question? I want to open that up quickly. Does anybody have a question? Or is there any revelation that you saw that really stuck out to you today? Hey, this is what I, I'm taking with me. Is there anybody that see, sees that or understands uh, something differently? Just drop it in the comments real quick. Your, your revelation may help the person that's watching here as well. Amen. Barrett said, I will not wait to use my faith. Nicole says, I will be that person. Marky, I will be that person. Arabella, I will be that person. Arabella, I'm so pleased with you. Julie, I will be that person. Chris, I will be that person. Holly, I will be that person. Johnny, I will be that person. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Barrett says, the importance of developing my gifting, not trying to fit into someone else's gifting. Julie says, great teaching, Pastor. Love your heart to lead. Teach and be the best example of being a shepherd. Love you and Pastor we, and Pastor Nicole. We love you too so much. Praise God. We'll give a couple of seconds if anybody else is typing something out now. But we just love you guys. We're here for you. We're standing in faith for you. Uh, we are standing in faith for you and with you. You are not alone. If you want somebody to agree with you on the promises of God's character and nature in this word, you've got some people that will stand with you. I can remember, as while they're uh, typing in some other things, I can remember um, one time uh, the, the Lord told me to say this. I had somebody come in, and they truly had a death or life uh, situation going on death and life situation and uh, I remember thinking man that's a tough that's a tough thing there and uh, but here's what happened as soon as <laughs> as soon as that uh, death and life situation came up man I felt covenant God covenant promises rise on the inside of me and I told that person with confidence I said look me in the eye right now and I want you to know if you want to stand against this thing in faith with God, we will stand with you. And it's remained that way ever since. I remember, I remember having that confidence that rose up in me so strong. And it's important to know that there's somebody who believes in you and God 
that will stand with you and be in agreement. So I don't care what you're facing. We love you. We are here for you. You may have thought before today that I was your enemy. I'm not. If you are going after God and you want to see his salvation in your life, which is always going to be the best thing ever for any person, we will stand with you. We will agree with you. We want the best in your life, and we will stand with you. We will pray for you. We will allow the Holy Ghost to move us and stand and, and, and pray, hit our knees with you and for you. We believe in you, and we'll stand with you. And uh, it doesn't matter what it is, whether you are facing a financial deficit and you need a breakthrough or you just need abundance. I need, I need abundance to do every good work. I need to be a multimillionaire. I need to be a billionaire for the kingdom of God. We'll stand with you on that. If, if you're saying, I have a death in life situation, if, something, if I don't get a miracle, the doctors tell me I'm going to die, we will stand with you. You've got something where it's just causing you pain and it's been there for so long. We will stand with you. If you have something where you just have had fear trying to rack you or depression in your family or, or restoration that needs to happen between family members, I don't care what it is. If it's an area that Jesus has declared, I will save you from it, we will stand with you. You just send us a note. You show up here on Sunday. We will stand with you. And by God, we will see you come out of that situation. As we go after him properly, you and us together, as we go after him in faith, hope, and love, and grab hold of his promises, we'll see God come through. In Jesus' name, we'll stand with you. Amen. Glory to God. Let's see. Barrett said, I am not responsible for someone else's faith. I'm responsible for my own. Someone else's faith may help me and benefit me, but at the end of the day, my faith is the talent that's been placed in my hand, and I'm responsible to develop it. That's great revelation. Amen. Well, we love you. Have a great, great day. Father, just may peace and grace multiply to each person that's hearing this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bye-bye. See you tomorrow at noon.